0: Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkey's Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkey's.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game.
1: Oh, we got called to go over to Illinois to catch a bull calf that had been out for oh all summer and uh you know just think about the dogs hunting and stuff like that that's probably that one field is probably three or four hundred acres of you know standing corn mm-hmm. and uh dry it was in the fall i remember you know it was that and you know like without them dogs you just never be able to get that done yeah, you're talking. You know, four hundred acres in this field and three or four hundred acres in the next field, and ditch running down through there, and that's where people that call us to catch these cattle. They're just you. You even if you get them spotted, you can't keep up with them yeah. through through the brush or the standing corner, or something like that. So you've got to have the dogs and be able to, to have them cur dogs to be able to hear them to bay and go hunt those cattle and find them. And like that day, I remember finally just riding down the drainage ditch and couldn't hear anything and just finally seen that calf pop out with two dogs you know baying on his front end (laughs) and he wasn't probably 50 yards from us but just you know 30 40 mile an hour wind and dry standing corn Oh, you can't hear anything yeah no kidding so you know and we finally did get him caught but you know that's just the why we've got to have those dogs Mm -hmm. to do that because you know we we use them a lot in pastures and stuff like that catching cattle and baying cattle and doing that type of deal but when when the cattle are loose that's when they're really handy yeah when you you know it's and it's no no different than or i'd say it's no different i've never been on a bear hunt or anything like that but you know those dogs they, they track they go find and they start making noise mm-hmm. they start baying and trying to stop them cattle from running off and it gives you gives you. Time to get there, know where everything's at, you know, that type of deal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we did have, when we started out, our dogs were, oh, I started out, I probably, I was 17 years old when I bought my first one, which was a Catahoula.
2: Okay.
1: And, uh, I really liked Catahoulas, and I had her for probably three or four years by herself. Uh, Ben that I do this with, mm-hmm. he had a black mouth male okay. that he'd got from a buddy of ours down in Texas. And, uh, we ran those two for quite a few years. And then, oh, I was probably 20, 21 when I moved to Oklahoma and I ended up getting another one while I was out there. Okay. Uh, Catahoula female. And I really started using them quite a bit out there. Uh, how are you so, now?
2: Um, uh, 33. So you've been doing this for a little while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I started catching cows when I was 17. Um, I've got some real good buddies that live right here close to me and they're in their sixties now, right there at 60 and they were doing it back, you know, I, I, before I was around, Oh yeah, probably before I was born mm-hmm. uh, or right around there. And then, uh, another couple buddies of buddies, mine Ben, which I still catch me and Ben do it now. Um, him and another friend, Luke, they did it kind of after Randy and JD and Luke's got busy now doing some other things. So now me and Ben do it. Okay. So it's kind of, kind of, you know, been going on for a while. Yeah. It's not, not necessarily a family thing, but it's a close buddy thing. Yeah. We've all just kind of take, you know, kind of go on with it.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And Randy, Randy and JD were running, running curves back. You know, like I said, that was probably the early nineties, I think late okay. 90s somewhere
2: in there
0: nice well before we get too far into this um this is this one's a little different usually we're talking about running you know some sort of tree game that were uh even if it wasn't tree game i've had hog hunters coyote hunters uh we're talking something a little different today we're talking about hunting cows up <laughs> so yeah
1: but, yeah it, it is a little different but it's you know it's all the same yeah i mean the dog just working dogs.
0: yep but for uh, the listeners, they know that uh, I'm a cur dog man at heart. Uh, I've got a hound. I've got some curs. And cur dogs have always interested me. And part of that is because of their versatility and, and because of the fact that they're that do-it-all dog. And, you know, growing up watching, you know, Old Yeller, now granted the movie depicts a very different picture as far as the dog. But just the what the dog does, that's Because the book is based on cur dogs, and
1: so oh yeah, yep, and they are they are very versatile. I mean that's I I hunt anything with mine. Mm -hmm. I mean you know even even like I've got one female out here right now that's a three year old, and I try not to put her on too much anything else except for cattle, Mm -hmm. Uh, because the other thing is I mean it takes time to get these dogs going and get them really broke and. I don't want to take this this dog here and go to Oklahoma or somewhere and go hunt hogs and have a freak accident. Yeah, uh, you know. But other than that, but they are very versatile. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll we, we'll we'll send them down a ditch and you know hunt coyotes with them a little bit and things like that. Okay, that's pretty. And cool. the deco- I mean, and decoy, use them for decoy dogs. Yeah, you know, on on the coyotes, I I really enjoy that with them.
2: That's pretty awesome, but before we get too,
0: like I said, before we get too far, why don't you introduce yourself, Spencer, and you've kind of started giving us a little bit of your backstory, but you can continue that
1: as yeah, well. Yeah, yep. Uh, my name is Spencer Grubb. I'm 33 years old and live here in southeast, or southwest, I'm sorry, Indiana, <laughs> and uh, we got a little deal we call Indiana Cow Catchers. We catch loose cattle for people and hard to catch cattle and just ornery stuff. hmm
0: And you got some pretty cool videos on Instagram. That's how I stumbled upon you. uh, Well, thank you. You you don't realize how hard (laughs) those wild cattles fight you. And you guys are roping them and trying to load them on trailers and hunting them down.
1: That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I said, with the dogs, normally how we go about it is, you know, somebody calls and they've got, oh, there's a lot of times, a lot of it probably is weaning calves. Cads mm-hmm. have been weaned off a cow, or somebody goes and buys a set of calves somewhere from somebody else, and they move them to their farm. And storm comes through and puts a tree down on the fence.
2: Okay. And these
1: things get out, and you know if they aren't used to being in that place, they'll travel miles. Yeah. And then they, you know, somebody will spot them off a road, or another farmer will spot them out in his field. We'll normally go down there, and you always know, start out by just trying to find a track, mm-hmm. and get dogs on it and just let those dogs go out ahead of us and hunt until we hear them somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's big bulls and sometimes it's calves and cows. and Just kind of whatever. Uh, That's pretty cool. Well, thank you.
2: Now, why do you, you run cur dogs versus like a Border Collie
0: or a cattle dog or something like that?
1: Well, the curs are a little... I'm gonna say they're a little bit tougher, mm-hmm. not necessarily than all border collies there are I've seen some tough border collies and stuff like that, but the curs are tougher and they they track better mm-hmm. and because that's our main thing is, is having something that will track and go find cattle or or wind cattle and yeah. I'm not saying that a collie dog can't do that, but not very many collies bark or bay, yeah, so if that dog's four or five six hundred yards. You you never know what he was doing. He mm-hmm. may be down there doing his best to hold them cattle, but he may be. If, I guess unless you had a tracking collar on him, he may be down there all day long and you not know it.
2: Mm-hmm. Makes so that's sense.
1: that's why we that's why we run the cur dogs, and the curs are just the the gathering cattle with a border collie or that type of dog works very well if the cattle are broke to a dog. Yeah, if they've been if they've had that done a lot, they know to respect the dog then that's one that works well. But other than that, just sending a dog out there that cattle have never seen a dog, mm-hmm. they just they just want to fight. They want to fight that dog just like they're going to fight a coyote or, you know, anything else predatory wise. Yeah. So with the curs, you know, the curs will get out there and they'll do what we say call windmilling cattle. And they just circle and bay. Circle and bay. Well those cows they'll come out and chase that dog, but that dog's just still going around in the herd of cows. Okay. So, so it kind of gets everything windmilling and going around there. And eventually those cattle, a lot of times they'll, they'll kind of settle down and they'll just stay in that bunch while those dogs are going around, Mm -hmm. paying on Yeah. And so you just kind of got to sit back and, and let those dogs do their job. And, you know, then you can kind of go to pushing those cattle somewhere or doing something like that. You got to let, you know, have them lead dogs tell them to get out and let those cattle move and then if something goes off but that's why we run the cur dogs because they, they've they got a little more hit to them they're a little stronger and they they're better for breaking cattle to a dog okay get, get, getting the cattle used to being handled by a dog
0: mm-hmm. no that makes that does make some sense i've not had extensive uh hand knowledge of cow dogs or anything but i've been around a few guys that have worked cattle and you know, some of the things they've said to me, I mean it does make sense.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. And you know those dogs. We we started out with, like I said, we had the two and the old the old black mouth, he was a pretty rough dog. Um my first female Catahoula, she didn't put teeth on anything. Mm-hmm. Which was, was just her. She uh she'd bark, but she made she may bay from fifteen feet. Okay. Uh, and then we got into some for dogs, and now we've we've backed off a little bit because they just they don't they've got to have a little bit of bite to them to kind of hit that cow and get them to to respect the dog if it's a bad cow. Yeah, but you don't want you know we don't want anything that's like a bulldog or something like that. You know, we're not we're not there to actually catch them with a the dog.
2: Yeah. So I did see
0: this has been a couple of years ago where guys were, were crossing some bulldog in in with collies to basically make a little bit of a harder dog. And I yeah. I always thought I'm like, why wouldn't you just get a cur dog?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that would have made more sense to me. I mean, that's uh to to me that's it's almost the same thing roughness wise. Mm-hmm. But then you, you 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 don't I guess you don't have your maybe your hunt in there or your your bay. Yeah. It it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me and it, it did kinda of go on there, it seems like it kinda of died off okay you know i see seen that a lot ten years ago, yeah, maybe, and it seems like that's kind of died off a little bit but and there's a lot of guys still there's a lot of guys still cross bulldog in with their their Catahoula, or yeah. their their curves. yeah, um, I think that's more on on the hog end of it.
0: That's what I was gonna say. I, th- I think that's a little more common with guys that want to run and catch dog they want something with a little nose, yeah. they want something that'll that'll track a hog, but that catch when it gets there
1: oh yeah yep yep and well like like i said we just kind of we kind of backed our dogs off a little bit over the years got mm-hmm. to got to using more of the the black mouth than the catahoulas yeah um, they seem to have a little more circle to them to mm-hmm. windmill cattle um, and they just a lot of them i'm sure that you can get some different catahoulas and stuff that have some more leg on them but the black mouths were just a little more lean Okay, and seemed like they covered the covered the ground better.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're running re- like purebred registered black mouse or gray dogs.
1: Uh oh, got got a little bit of both. Okay, I don't I don't have any. Uh, none of the dogs in my kennel right now have papers. On. Gotcha. Um the one two two of the black mice out there. They they're out of the same same blood. Come mm-hmm. out of uh, kind of West Texas. Mm-hmm. Buddy of mine raised them. Then I've got one female out there right now that, that came from Arkansas, and she's she's a little bit of the bigger, bigger footed, bigger bone black mouth. Okay. That came came out of Arkansas. The others are they're they're wicked fast. They're more greyhounds built. Gotcha. So, and there's still a little Catahoula blood out there, mm-hmm. but not not a lot. Gotcha. I've got got I think I have one Catahoula female left. So. And I tell you, some of the best dogs that I've had were, they were half blackmouth, half Catahoula.
0: Okay. I've heard that's a common cross even in the hog dog world.
1: Yeah. And I, I that was, I still say that those were the best dogs that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they hunted a little bit harder than the straight blackmouth. And I'm not, not saying that guys don't have mouths that hunt really hard. Um, cause I'm sure that they do. And I mean, our, yeah. ours do. But just it seems like the Catahoula, If you get into the right Catahoula, there's almost uh, maybe a little bit better nose in them than the Black mouse to me. Okay. Uh, and I I I just really really feel like that those that was a good cross of dogs. All every one of them out of that litter went to work, and as far as I know, they're they're still well. I I guess I say that one of them still working one of them ended up a pet but they're uh mm-hmm. they're good dog they were good dogs. good deal you know they, they've got some age on them now and stuff but mm-hmm. they were uh that was a really good cross yeah caught caught a lot of a lot of cattle with them and a lot of hogs with them
0: oh i'm sure so you said you moved to oklahoma for a while like how long did you live down there
1: uh four years okay
0: you do a lot of hog hunting while you're there
1: yeah, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Actually started out hog hunting here in Indiana. Really? Which a lot of people don't think about Indiana for hog hunting and you know it's, <laughs> I certainly didn't. I I I don't want to get into politics on this deal, but they 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 outlawed hunting hogs with dogs in the state of Indiana.
2: Yeah. I, I've heard uh, of other
0: states doing the same.
1: Yep. Yep, and they went on and did that. But there was a I'd say probably three or four years here that we hunted at least once a week, mm-hmm. uh, and if not, we'd you know try to slip off on a Wednesday evening or something like that or night and go. But yeah, yeah we hunted hogs, hunted hogs with dogs here for about four years. Okay,
0: honestly, when yeah. you, when you said hog hunting, and then, then you mentioned Oklahoma, I just assumed that's where you were hog hunting. I didn't realize there was yep. <laughs> hog hunting in Indiana.
1: Yep, yep. Started started out hunting them here. But and then I mean obviously I when I moved out there I still had the same dogs so mm-hmm. hunted them out there and uh, I I still try to go take these cow dogs and go a oh, couple times a year nice and go out and go out and hunt and visit buddies out there. Mm-hmm.
0: What differences would you say there is
2: between cow dog and hog dog?
1: There's not a lot. The you know I've I've never had any trouble getting my cow dogs to hunt hogs or a hog dog. I guess i've but I, I say that I've never had just a dog that was strictly a hog dog, you know it was my cow dogs have always been what i ho- hunted hogs with,
2: okay
1: um, I guess the only difference is uh a lot of the guys' hog dogs they don't want them they they want them broke off of cattle just like you'd break a a coon hound off a of deer yeah you you because you, you know a lot of times you're hunting hogs in a cow pasture, yep, and you that don't sounds- want that dog going and banging cattle.
2: Um, yeah, that does make sense,
1: but you know, a lot just going back to how smart a cur dog is. Uh, a lot of the curds that we've had over the years, we could hog hunt them right through a bunch of cattle hmm. because it, I think the difference was if we were horseback, those dogs were hunting cattle. Yeah, and working cattle. If we were just you know, if we put on their their cut gear and all that stuff and started walking through the woods, those dogs were hunting hogs. Yep. And I think, I think they,
2: they made that cross. Mm -hmm. Now, you know,
0: there's a lot of people that'll tell you that, you know, dogs can learn, especially if there's different gear and, or different ways, like like you mentioned horseback versus on foot, you know, that kind of stuff. Dogs learn that. They learn. Okay. if, If we're doing, if we're hunting this way, we're hunting this game. If we're hunting this way, we're hunting the different game.
1: Yep. And that's, I mean, I've, I've always, just use these dogs to go do whatever whatever it is i wanted to go do mm-hmm. whether it's go go hog hunt or go decoy or go catch cows yeah you know the, the same dog I, i'm not not into keeping a lot of specific different dogs for specific things yeah you know mm-hmm. uh just being versatile that i guess is, is is the thing about it yeah and to me you know we don't there's a lot of times we'll catch cattle. You know, once, twice, maybe three times a week, but then there may be a week where we don't have anything to go catch. So, like being able to go do other things with these dogs, keep them legged up, keep them going, and get them out of the kennels and go do something.
0: Yep. Now it makes a lot of sense. I got a local guy that does something similar. He's got hanging trees. You ever have any experience? With them? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. I've I've had two of them. They're really neat dogs. Uh. Have you ever looked back on kind of the history of those dogs? Yeah. How they I mean that, those were cat I think Catahoula Australian Shepherd Border Collie and maybe a McNab dog. Something
0: like that. I think there was o- something like that. I think there was only one Australian Shepherd used, but I think a lot of it was Border Collie Catahoula crosses.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was a, a really good Australian Shepherd they said. Yeah. Hey, I think that dog's name was like Hanging Tree Pete or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was because it was a a ranch. the The Hanging Tree was the ranch name that they came from.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah and those those dogs there. Dog. Well, so both of those dogs that I had, they would work cattle, and they were also would hunt hogs. Interesting that that those those Hanging Tree dogs are very neat dogs. Mm-hmm. Extremely athletic, extremely fast, but they that whole deal. Um, uh, I think that guy's name was Gary Erickson, maybe think, that had those dogs. I think you're right. That, that made those dogs, mm-hmm. and he kind of made those to catch cattle, just like we're doing. Yeah, he he wanted a dog that would, but he wanted more of the to kind of get them broke like a border collie to gather, but he wanted dogs that would go hunt and and would bark yeah. and would make some noise so he could find them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those 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 are really neat dogs. You know, I, there's a lot of dogs that can go do a whole lot of different things mm-hmm. out there. Oh, right. um, yo, know, I I kind of got my start in the dog deal. My mom trained search and rescue dogs. Okay. When I was a kid growing up, mm-hmm. so I always was around a lot of dogs and stuff like that. And over the years, looking back now, yo, know, my mom took a lot of just mixed up mutt dogs and trained them to be search and rescue dogs. That's and we'd lay cool. tracks that were 24 hour. You'll lay a track and then she'd, she would send that dog to trail us. You know, obviously we didn't stay out there for 24 hours, yeah. but 24 hours later we'd go back to a spot and she'd start where we started. And that dog would track us yeah. to where we was at. So, you know, when people start talking about this dog won't hunt or that dog won't hunt, I think that's kind of because the dog doesn't either doesn't want to, it's not because they can't. Yeah. You know, the dog, they just, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of times that, you know, you can get about any dog to do what you want it to do if you spend enough time with
0: it. Yeah. No, and I think starting with a, a breed that or something like, you know, that's been bred for generations, you're just making that
2: a lot easier oh, it on yourself. It, <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it helps a ton. It helps a ton. Well, that's just like when we when I contacted you about, you know, something that might treat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got all these dogs out here and I'm sure I can get them to go hunt a coon. But I'm going to, you know, well, be honest with you, I've been playing with them on getting them to tree. And I'm going to tell you that I think it would be a lot easier with a dog that actually wanted a tree.
0: Exactly. No, I say so, it all the time, especially on social media. People will be like, oh, I have, you know, I'm looking for a dog to do X. And then especially in the world of, you know, that's not, I don't know not specific to like a hunting dog group, you know, someone, someone wants a a dog, you know, for a farm or something. And then you have everybody says, Oh, my lab does this. My Rottweiler does this. And it's like, but those dogs aren't bred to do that. Like, I'm not saying you, you don't. can't get that one off that does or that you yeah. don't spend enough time with it. But why wouldn't you just start with a dog that has the genetic potential? <laughs> That's yeah. most likely going to turn out that way.
1: Yeah, and that's like, I mean, these cur dogs that we that we bay cows with. There's not any real training, I can't say, that goes into – we don't teach these dogs to go around cattle. Yeah. You know, they're, they, they, they've they got the natural instinct. That's what they want to do.
2: hmm
1: So when they get to be – you know, when we start out with puppies and they get to be – I normally try to let mine get big, you know, seven, eight months old before I go put them on cattle just because cattle are big. Yeah. And you know, every now and then dog gets stepped on and stuff like that. I want that dog strong enough and got enough lung on it, stuff like that, to go. But there's the, the biggest training part of it, I think, on these dogs is just getting them broke to handle. Yeah. You know, to be able to send them, to call them back, lay them down next to your horse. You know, just get just getting them where you can handle them. But their natural instinct is to go do that job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you not saying that you probably couldn't get a poodle to go do it but it's going to be a lot of work to get him to go do it. <laughs> exactly. You're going to have to run lots of circles around cattle and it's it's going to be a job.
2: Yes, it would.
1: You know, th- there's times that we go, you know, all day long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, when you're hunting cattle that are loose, you have an idea where they might be. But they're they also running on thousands and thousands of acres. Yeah. So, you know, these dogs here, they they may have to go all day. And then not find cattle till four o'clock in the afternoon. Then I have to go to work. Yeah. So, you know, ha- having your dog legged up and all that's a, a big thing.
0: Now, when you're hunting a lot of these cattle, that you are you hunting a lot of big country where it could be like that, or you hunting smaller,
1: smaller it just areas. Depends. You know, like around here, used to, or let me let me use this for. So, like out, you get out west. Like my buddy's out there. Everybody, the pastures are big, mm-hmm. but they've everybody has a pretty good fence. Yeah, you know, because everybody runs cattle out there. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get back over here to Indiana, where we're at, a lot of the cow calf guys have gone to row cropping. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the fences have been taken out. The old fences aren't kept up; they've been dozed out. So now it's around here when one gets out. There's nothing to stop it. Yeah. So he may go miles and miles. I got you. Uh, before before he just finds him someplace, a lot of times when they get out, as long as nobody messes with them, once they initially get out and they go to traveling, they'll find them someplace where there's water and something to eat, and they'll just kind of make a home there. Yep. And that's where those cattle live, but that's why a lot of times we have to have somebody lay eyes on that calf or that cow or whatever before we come and start hunting it because you you don't, you have no direction to go off of. Mm-hmm. No idea where that one, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. So without the dogs, I I would say that we, we, we could not do what we do without the dogs. Yeah. To me, it'd be impossible. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. But you wouldn't think a cow could disappear into a, a cornfield so quickly and like not leave a trace. Like you would think a cow would leave a trail. But daggum, them suckers can disappear into a cornfield in a hurry.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And the thing about a standing cornfield is, uh, like these things, depending on the cattle, depending on how long they've been out. Or you know, we get into a lot of cattle that's never been handled by man. Yeah, they've you know they've been born out there on this place, and you know, um, the old timer may have passed away that originally had the cows, and you know, the farm just kind of is there. Mm -hmm. and there'll be a bull out there and some cows and they'll end up, you know, breeding and then everybody decides, the family decides it's time to get rid of the cows. Yeah. And, they, you know, at that point, most of the time the fences are bad and the cattle have been out a lot. Everybody's mad, that's (laughs) neighbor-wise. So, you know, these cattle that that have never been worked or really been around people, they're not much different than any other wild animal. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, get to, they learn to hide uh, I've seen cattle lay off the side of a trail you're, or be riding through a thicket or something and be a full grown cow laying there five feet away from you and she's got her head tucked down underneath a bush and she's <laughs> hiding
2: <laughs> that's crazy
1: uh, so and when when cattle like that you end up out in standing corn you can ride you can be two rows, two rows over from them and never know that they're there so without the dogs barking at them, you'd, you'd, you know, buying and, and knowing that they're there, you'd, ne- you'd never find them.
0: No, I, so I don't have a lot of experience with wild cattle, but I grew up working on a dairy farm and every now and again, you'd have a cow or a heifer would get out and they'd go stand, go into the standing cornfield because they'd be eating the corn. Yep. And that's what I'm saying is like, you, you wouldn't think a big white and black Holstein could disappear so quickly. Especially, like oh, I said, yeah. without leaving a trace. Like, once they get into that corn, it's like they're gone.
2: <laughs> yep. And
0: like I said, these were these weren't wild cattle, so it wasn't super hard to get them back. But it was just funny, like how how quickly oh, yeah, and easily yeah. they disappeared. And I'm like, so I can understand how how hard it is to to find wild ones.
1: Oh, I I'd, I'd say we just just talking about the corn and cattle being wild. We got into a deal. It had have been a few years back, and uh, I can't remember if the gentleman moved away. Something happened. Anyway, this guy wasn't around, and his, he had, like, four cows, four or five cows, and four or five calves, and a big, mature uh, bull mm-hmm. that had been running, I'm going to call it the neighborhood. There was, it, it was, you know, out, obviously, in cow country and mm-hmm. cornfield, but they'd been all over everybody's property. Yeah, And uh, we went in there, and we sent dogs. We got all the cows and the calves baited up, and we ended up roping all of them, getting them tied down, loaded. But that one old bull—he'd been everybody had been chasing him on four wheelers, trying to get him stuff like that. He knew to go to the standing corn, and he went to the standing corn. And we sent dogs in there. And I, like I said, I've never been—I've never been bear hunting, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can just imagine that's about like hunting a grizzly bear. <laughs> I mean, cause you're standing corn with this bull and I mean, they'll hit horses and try yeah. to turn horses over and everything else. Well, you know, those dogs, they're baiting this standing corn and you're riding in there trying to push him out and you can hear the dogs and you know that he's there, but you don't know exactly where he is. Can't see him. And you get, you'd be in there and you know, like I said, you can hear the dogs and you know the dogs are right there on him. but then all of a sudden the corn would just explode and, Old bull chase you out of there, be bumping your horse on the butt. And then he'd stop and he'd go the other way and they'd go, they'd go get him bait and stop him. And we fought that bull for four or five hours like that in there. Mm. And so, the, I mean, like I said, though, if you didn't have the, if you hadn't had dogs on him, you would have had no idea where he was at. Yeah. At least we had some sort of a clue. That's crazy. But we get into a lot of stuff like that.
0: Conkeys Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talkin' Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkeys motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkeys carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at Conkeys.com. You can also use the code Time 5 in all caps to save as well we definitely need a couple more stories like that.
1: Well, I mean, there's, there's been some good ones. We, I'd say some of the best dog uh, hunting we done was down, oh, had been just south of the river in Kentucky. And that place, I think they said was, I think they said it was like 600-acre pasture. But then mm-hmm. the backside it didn't have any fence, so it was wide open, I guess. Yeah, But just all the the hills and the hollers and the gullies and stuff like that and all them things were wild. And, uh, oh, I know we we bait a lot of cattle and stuff like that in there, but, you know, like, oh, I'm going to say we had probably 12, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 dogs. Because, uh, oh, wow. well, heck, we even had a buddy from Oklahoma come up. And bring some dogs and stuff. And, you know, that was rough enough down in there catching those things that by the time two or three days was over, uh, we were about out of dog power. They were just, you know, got foot sore, got tired. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, lots of big bulls in that deal. Roped one up on top of uh, a big old power line cut and didn't know how he was going to get him down. Finally bailed off of it with a horse and dogs and bull. <laughs> and finally everything come to a screeching halt at the bottom. Jeez, but we've taken taken out you know four or five foot cedar trees on the way down. Holy smokes! Between the bull and the horse and the, the rope and like I said, when you got four or five dogs aggravating that bull trying yeah. to get him off there. But it's a lot of fun. It's I'd say that and got a call here a while back. We went up to uh, Terre Haute and we're. Catching cattle on a university, well, around a university in town. And you talk about nerve wracking just having your dogs in town.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, four lane highway going through there. I mean, cattle were bayed up in the backyard. Um, and when I say backyard, I'm talking like suburbs, like yeah. in the city. You know, people coming out and wondering what's going on. And you got one roped out there in the front yard and dogs barking. <laughs> and it's nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Uh, that that stuff right there is when it gets really fun. Yeah, is this what you do for a living,
0: or, or is this just fun? No,
1: I, I, it's it's. I tell everybody it's kind of half, not even half and half. I guess I shoe horses for a living. Okay, that that's my, my main de- deal is being a farrier, mm-hmm. um, and then you know Ben trains horses for a living, ran cow horses. So we always try to keep like Wednesdays open, mm-hmm. and then the weekends to catch cattle. Okay. That always I always figured that way. If somebody called on Monday and had something out, like I could say we'll be there Wednesday. Yeah. Or if somebody called on Thursday, could be there by Saturday. Kind of, kind of keep it opened up to where we could get someplace. Yeah, that makes sense. It's because just it's there's not enough of it to make a make a full time living doing it.
2: That's kind of where for, I was thinking.
1: You know, yeah, you know it's it's enough to be honest with you. It's enough to. Uh, Kind of supports the habit. Gotcha. Of of having them dogs and and doing it and you know truck and trailer and all that. Yeah. It's it's just kind of enough to support the habit. Make make a little bit, but you know you you definitely not gonna go pay all your bills and. Yeah. That makes take sense. Take care of family and do all that. Mm-hmm. So, but no, we we do it a lot. I'd say. Oh, I don't even know how many head we've caught this year, but. I know there's been been several years we'll catch over 400 a year. Wow! So that's a that's quite a few. Yeah, for, for our so. part of the world, you know.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're like I said, we, like you're not in Oklahoma or Texas where it's major big cow country.
1: No, we don't we don't have the cattle the cattle around here that we used to anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say, just to the east of me, just a little bit, you get into more of the hills and hollers and the limestone country, and it's not a lot of that's not farmable. Yeah. Um, so there is, a, there is a lot of cattle in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So we've been been doing some work over in there, gathering and weaning and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing about like the cur dogs, so like going in and doing those jobs and stuff like that, gathering and weaning and just working for guys, is a lot of the guys around this part of the world are, I don't want to say anti-dog on cattle, but it's it's not something that they grew up with. Yeah. so there's a lot of guys you know if that they if they've not not been around it or not talked to one of their buddies that have used us and mm-hmm. the dogs, you know they 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 don't really know what what to think about it mm-hmm. you know because obviously a lot of a lot of cow guys or you know guys that run cattle and stuff like that they're kind of and they don't want dogs in their cattle Yep. You know, because they're used to the neighbor's stray or the stray or something like that coming through and chasing cows to the fence. Yep. Um. So we we have to we have to deal with that a little bit, but we are getting over the years have gotten it more to where a lot more guys know us and know the dogs, mm-hmm. and we spend a lot more time gathering stuff and using the dogs and stuff like that to get jobs done.
2: Yeah,
0: that's that's good that you're building those relationships and those guys are kind of starting to see the value of it.
1: Yeah. yep. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just, you know, you used, used to, a lot of people use dogs to, to do a lot of things. And I think yeah. we've kind of got away, away from that in a, in a sense. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, but you know, it's just like I've, I've heard, you know so I've listened to some of their other podcasts and stuff like that where, you know, you just talking about where just the cur dogs. you know, used to a cur dog was used for everything. It yep. was used to gather the cattle and, and go hunt for food. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I think that it's got. I think a lot of people have gotten away from the dogs and and don't understand maybe the best way to use them or mm-hmm. that that they can be used. Yeah. So we are getting a little bit more into that around here. Guys, guys, get more used to it. And mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Good deal. Yep. So what what kind of what kind of dogs are you running? So. I have leopard hounds
0: slash okay. leopard. They were called leopard curs up until 2008 when UKC changed the name. Um, but that just opens a whole lot of confusion with catahoulas. They're not catahoulas. Yep. Um, I've got two of them. I've got a Faulkner Cur, And then I've got a half leopard, half plot. Okay. Which he looks like a red bone. Everyone swears he's a yep. redbone. I get complimented okay. on how pretty my red bone is
1: all the time. <laughs> and he's he's a plot.
0: His dad was a plot, and his his mom was a leopard.
1: Okay. Now I, now I ran a I ran a plot hound for a few years. Yeah. Uh, on cattle.
2: Uh huh.
1: And I I really thought I really thought I was doing something good when I started that. I thought this thing will, you know be a little colder nose dog. Yeah. Because sometimes when we get a phone call, uh, a lot of times you know. Most of the time, people are going to do everything that they can to try to get their calf back or their cattle back before they call us. Yeah, you're going to try to do it themselves, which you, you know I completely understand. But then, you know, you're normally oh, you know, at the very fastest that we could probably get there would be two hours. By the time you know mm-hmm. we get horses loaded and dogs loaded and get everything, so you're you're hours behind. So I thought I'll get a hound, be a little colder nose be able to put it on a track and you know, maybe go get that done a little bit better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that old plot, she was good. and she, I got her where she'd hunt cattle well, but she just, she didn't care what she found them. Okay. She would, she would track good and she would go and she would open up and she'd just about get a base started on cattle. But then she may just drop her nose and, and, and go on and go hunt, especially if the cattle weren't moving. If the, if the cattle were standing still, she'd just lose interest. She'd go hunt something else. <laughs> That's funny, and and I and I fought that with that dog for a while, and then actually sent her to uh, I done a little trading on Black Mouth, and uh, she's out in Oklahoma hunting hogs. Okay, so
2: hogs probably but, yep. caught her interest a little more.
1: Oh yeah, yep, yep. She likes she likes that. That's funny, and like like I said, had you know she she really wanted to go hunt a cow when you turn her out, and she yeah. really wanted to go find it, but once it was found, she was done with it. Yeah, she she didn't she didn't care about it after that, but no, that's uh that's just kind of what we do. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: and now you're looking for a tree dog, huh?
1: Well, I've, I've I've been kicking it around. Like I said, I've uh my girlfriend she hunts coons, uh, does a little competition hunting. Okay, and uh, so I I get get to go, I get to go coon hunting quite a bit anymore, and I'm just like I said, I'm I'm more of a cur dog cur dog guy. And thought about getting a tree dog to kind of go dump out and go play with a little bit.
0: Yeah, what kind of <laughs> hounds is your girlfriend running?
1: Walkers.
2: Okay.
1: Yep, yep. Her, her, and her family—they run Walkers. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of new to the coon hunting deal. I, I went a little bit when I was a kid mm-hmm. with a with an older gentleman that kind of oh took me hunting and fishing all the time. But, uh, I always tell everybody that was back before Garmin's and all that stuff. And yeah, the, the most toon hunting the most I ever seen a coon dog do back then was he turned him loose at the truck. And, uh, that was always the last time we ever seen him for a couple of days. <laughs> so I never was too big on toon hunting after that, but yeah, a, uh, after starting and going with her, it's, I, I kind of enjoy it. It's a little different now. Yeah. 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 like I said, that was. I don't even know when that would have been, but I know a lot of times it was two or three days before we got that dog back, be, be at the neighbor's or, you know, two miles down the road or. Yep. And there was a couple of times that dog beat us back to the house. We, <laughs> we, we walk all over the place looking for him and then he'd be at the house when we get there. So
2: crazy.
0: Yeah. Yep. No modern garments, uh, have changed, have changed the coon hunting game significantly.
1: Oh, it it's it's changed our cow catching game. Uh we we just recently started running them. We always just ran the uh what was that? The Pro seventies tracking or uh shot callers. Okay. Training callers. Yeah. And we always ran those and uh, just here recently changed over to the Garmin's and that's that has been a game changer. hmm You know, because there's a lot of times those dogs, they'll go buy cattle, go find cattle and be bait, but you just keep having, we just keep having to ride and ride and ride trying to hear them dogs. And uh now, now we just kind of looked at that thing and know that dog's six hundred yards through the hills and hollers this way. Yep. And you know, you can just ride that way, and it it's changed it a ton. It's great.
2: <laughs> I would imagine so.
1: I uh, I I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to run the thing, the best, but it's it's a whole lot different. Yeah. But it sure is handy. Yep. Definitely. So.
0: We well, got any more stories for us.
1: Oh man, I, I've got got all kinds of stories, but man, after, after years and years of doing this, but I mean, it, they're they're all about the same. I mean, send, send the dogs and and see how bad the wreck's going to be <laughs> when you get there.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: you no, know, I you know the, but that that's the funnest part is just dumping the dogs, mm-hmm. D- dumping the dogs and and waiting on them to to, to go hit. Um uh, you know. I just sitting there, I was just sitting here just looking around, looking at pictures and oh I we called them things to Oklahoma and caught cattle, we called them to Kentucky, Ohio. Wow. You know. But uh and I'd say that the, the funniest thing of it all is whenever you know somebody has had a calf out that for months mm-hmm. and they can't get found in the, and then you, you dump your dogs and your dogs go get found in thirty minutes. Yeah, or an hour makes you feel pretty good about your dogs. Definitely. You know, uh, you
2: know, it's just uh,
1: it's it's a little different, but it's a it's a good time.
2: Sounds like a lot of fun. That's for sure.
1: Oh yeah, yep.
2: And your videos are
0: crazy. I, I definitely got to give your Instagram a plug. You know. Anybody that's on Instagram, go check out Indiana Cow Catchers because Spencer's got some pretty cool videos of,
2: of roping cows and loading cows and dogs bait up.
1: Yep. So. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, I, I try to do a better job of wearing a GoPro or mm-hmm. videoing, but it's just kind of hard to video. Oh, I'm sure. When, when you're doing <laughs> something, you know? Yep. You, you, you always want to, but then you're also always trying to. Trying to get dogs called out or send dogs or pay attention to what's going on and, you know, all Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So, oh, yeah. It's it's a little bit different.
2: Um, No, I I, I guess I can't think of any
1: like super, super, super cool stories. I mean, I was just sitting here trying to think. But, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, to, you know, to us, we just go do it all the time, and yeah, it's yeah. it's it actually gotten to the point where I try to write everything down that we go do so I can kind of remember it. Mm-hmm. Maybe may, maybe even want to get old, be yeah, able yeah. to to remember it, you know. Yep. Um, but no, just catching catching a lot of stuff out in the, the coal mine ground and stuff, and like I said, without without the cur dogs, it we'd never be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd say something that people like to, to see a lot, I don't get it videoed a lot, but it's loading the cattle on trailers out in the, in the pasture with the dogs. Yeah. You know, you get those dogs uh, to circling them cattle and get them cattle bayed, And those dogs, they'll just keep circling and holding those cattle, and you can get those cattle kind of bunched up to your horse. Mm-hmm. And then, then ride your horse up for the trailer, and you just load everything with the dog. That's and, cool that That's something that I think those dogs, after they've done it a time or two, that they figure that out mm-hmm. that when you get to that trailer they they just' they almost spread out and and all hold their sides and and keep working those cattle onto a trailer mm-hmm. so that's that's something I don't get videoed very often, and people always ask about,
2: but yeah. My question is when you, when you load cattle with
0: that, you've lassoed, how in the world Uh do you get that rope off that cow once
2: it's in that trailer?
1: Well, we got those half top trailers Mm -hmm. and we've got what we call a chicken catcher. And it's just a a piece like a, Oh, like an ax handle or a shovel handle. Yeah. And we got a rod in the end of it. That's got a, that's, that's bent like a hook. Yep. Oh, wow. and you reach in, there and reach in there and hook that thing, because otherwise they just break your arm. Yeah, that's what you I'm stick, thinking. You <laughs> stick your arm through the slack, they'll just break your arm. We get that chicken catcher and reach in there and hook that rope and pull it off there.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I just yep. That's where I'm like, how in the world are you getting that rope off? Of that? You, oh, know, yeah. you, got, you got a 2,000-pound bull that is madder than a hornet, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that, that that can, and I tell you what, loading the cattle is sometimes the biggest job out of all of it. Yeah. I, I think loading the cattle is normal. Normally, the biggest job. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, but you you send the dogs and you get them bait and you get you go out there and you get them roped, and that's all. Always kind of a fun deal. There, mm-hmm. you get them caught, and then tied down, and then you know, then then trying to get them out of there. Mm-hmm. That's that's when it gets interesting. If you can't get the truck and trailer to them, then you've got to lead them out. Yeah, and uh, sometimes leading that stuff out is kind of a chore. I would imagine so. Pulling and trying to pick horses up, and it's one of those deals that sometimes you you just got to just you got to laugh about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Other, otherwise, sure. you just you feel like you're gonna die, so you might as well just laugh about it. But oh, it's 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 a lot of fun sometimes, and sometimes it's a lot of work.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I do. I've got a good story for you. So we were catching the um, oh, there's about three or four head, if I remember that, right. they had been out all summer long. And they'd been all over the place, the neighbors and this and that. Finally found these things probably, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half from where they were supposed to be. And uh, they they come back down into the pasture and the dogs were on them. You know, just trying to get through the hills and hollers and the brush, but you just hear the dogs were on them. And we get down there in the pasture and we got two of them caught and we sent the dogs after them. Oh, he was about an 800-pound bull that crossed the county road and went up into some brush. And uh, those dogs took off, and we could kind of hear them, but it was real funny. It sounded funny. Well, we got up there, and they had that bull bait up on a guy's front porch. <laughs> and the old, when we got up there, everything come off the porch and went on. And uh, the guy come come out the door and we got to talking to him and he said i heard a bunch of commotion on the porch and he said i opened the door up and he said that bull tried to come in the house (laughs) and he said i shut the door back and he said everything finally left
2: (laughs) wouldn't
0: that be a way to you know like i said you you know completely unaware you open hear a bunch of noise dogs barking you open your front door and there's a bull trying to come in your house
1: oh yeah Yep. When that, that We've had that happen twice. This one did. The other one didn't try to go in the house, but it was, this was just a month or two ago. They come out of some standing corn into some people's yard. And, uh, luckily it was the guy that owned the cattle, it was relation of his, but that big old steer got up there on the front porch Jeez. and was, and was, the dogs had him bait up on, on the front porch. And I just kept saying, gosh, don't jump through that picture window. Yeah. If you go through that picture window, we are going to be in a world of trouble. <laughs> Right, right then, you kind of get nervous and go to calling dogs back. And oh, I'm sure. Everything else, try, trying to give them a little relief so they'll go somewhere else.
2: Yep, that's crazy.
1: But every every now and then we'll get into something like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just out in the out in the timber or something like that. Just biggest things, trying to keep dogs and cattle and stuff like that off the road.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's that's hard.
1: Just you know. And especially not not ever really knowing where you're at. Yeah. I'd say with these garments it'll help a lot because a guy can look at that garment and kind of tell where the roadways are. Yep. But when we pull into a place, you know, that's two hours from home and turned over you don't know you don't know what's back in there at all. Exactly. Houses and rivers and mm-hmm. roadways and that that's that's always my biggest fear is something getting to a roadway.
2: Oh yeah. So a lot's
0: the same as you know the same things that we as you know hunters deal with with tree dogs you know same kind of deal
1: oh yeah yep yeah and it's it's the same thing i mean it's hunting you know hunting the cattle i i, I don't think it's any different than hunting anything else yeah Th- these dogs they're, they're tra- trained trained to, to track and hunt cattle yep you know where where yours are trained trained to hunt coon or you know bear or whatever mm-hmm. it's it's all what you train them to do and uh like I said, I'm, i I like I like to hunt anything with a dog. I'm I I, I just enjoy it.
2: I'm right there with you. So, so.
0: Well, I really appreciate you coming on, Spencer. It's yes
1: sir. Fun. Yes sir, I appreciate it. Yep.
2: Got anything else?
1: Oh, not 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 that I can really think of. I wish I did, but that's uh that's about the extent of it.
0: Well like I said, I really appreciate you coming on.
1: Yes, sir, thank you.
0: As always, be sure to check out the sponsors Conky's Full Cry and W for all of your hound hunting needs. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree and Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.